Win big in 2022 with rotoballer.com's MLB and DFS Premium Pass, which includes 15 exclusive lineup tools, daily DFS cheat sheets, and our new Team Sync platform. Use rotoballer.com's exclusive hitter projections, pitching planners, DFS value plays, research stations, lineup optimizer, and more to help you win big. For a limited time, get your MLB Premium Pass for an extra 10% off using discount code SAMSKY. Just visit rotoballer.com, sign up today, and start rotoballing like a boss. Hello, welcome to a special weekend edition of the Catcher's Corner. Uh, I'm Eric Smolski, joined as always by my co-host Sammy Ackley. Sammy, it's bright and early on a Saturday morning. How are you doing? I first want to say that this was an absolutely terrible idea. Uh, I don't know why I thought that this would be something I'd want to do on a Saturday morning, but here I am because I'm a great, I'm a great friend. That's all. And, and father. And you said your day is just so crowded on Saturday. The only time I could do it is in the morning. Yeah. And I should have just said, I should have just said buzz off with your Saturday idea, but you know, I'm trying to find space within my space for you. Right. And, and, you know, so the, the purpose of this episode, is going to be quicker than some normal episodes. We're just looking at potential waiver wire starting pitchers, Um, you know, going back to our roots a little bit as catchers watching these pitchers, Sammy and I basically did film study. We watched these pitchers um, last few starts, and we're just going to tell you what we think about them as arms um, and let you know if we think that you should be picking them up this coming week or in, in general. By the way, shout out to MLB TV. You know, really love the, the way that they've uh, set up um, watching the previous games. Like, because if I had to go through that, you know, just fast forwarding and stopping fast forwarding. And stop, I would have killed myself, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but they have the, they have the game like by inning. So you can like click on an inning and, and get there. So I was able to watch most of these, or I would have been, you know, left with a, w- without a paddle up a Creek. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I also like that, you know, like we, the Yankee Mets games, all that sort of stuff are blacked out because we're in New York, but when you go to the archive, you can watch them. So that's, that's been nice. Um, so again, just as a as a tip or as a reminder, this is not specifically for like, should you pick them up this week? We're telling you our thoughts on these guys as pitchers. We will end the show with, you know, going over their matchups for the upcoming week and whether we like them in that matchup. But this is kind of our, our scouting report. We we'll should rank, rank them too. Yeah, we'll rank let's them. rank them too. Just so the um, folks have an understanding. So we're going to start with a quick one because it's a guy that's been talked about um, nonstop. We're just going to add our thoughts on top of it. Uh, and it's George, it's George Kirby. Uh, it's George Kirby um, who had a really good start on Mother's Day against the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, uh, what is a highly touted prospect uh, was incredibly effective in that start. And for me, when I look at, at Kirby, um, I think it's, it's obviously very clear the, the fastball is plus um, he used it pretty much actually like almost exclusively in that start. Um, it was really the only pitch that was getting any sort of whiffs for him, which, you know, is nice to see 
as a rookie debut. I mean, 27% whiff rate, uh, swinging strike rate, sorry, on a fastball. But that was it. He, he did not really get have much other success with his pitches. He threw a really uh, good slider in the first inning to Brandon Lau to get a strikeout. Uh, but he only had a 5% swinging strike rate on the slider in that start. Um, I, in general, I looked at it and I thought, okay, this could be a pretty good pitch. It's, you know, 89, 90 hard, tight slider. Um, but it was a pitch that, you know, he, he had a lot of success with the fastball. So he kept going to it. Um, so I wonder if that's going to course correct over time. He did throw a couple good changeups during the start, which made me think, okay, there's the makings of a, of a three pitch arsenal here. Um, he did just rely heavily on the one pitch. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. You know, we saw that with his teammate, Logan Gilbert, when Gilbert came up last year is he struggled to command the breaking pitches. Uh, Gilbert is actually still struggling to command his breaking pitches, but he's having good success with the fastball. Um, and, you know, what did he do in that? He, he went five. He went five innings and had seven Ks, right? In uh, that Kirby start, uh, he went six innings at seven Ks, four hits um, against against Tampa. It's a, it was a good start. That's a good I mean, lineup. I mean, that's a good. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a pretty good lineup, uh, especially right. for your first time out. So, um, yeah, I noticed the same thing. Fastball uh, really played up real real well. Um, you know, generally, you know. If I'm looking at pitchers, uh, if I can, if I see a guy that has um, swing and miss stuff on his fastball, I'm pretty intrigued mm-hmm. uh, because if you can do that, um, you know, and take in mind these young pitchers are are, are are works in progress. So, you know, especially against Tampa, uh, who's a really you know really good lineup, disciplined lineup. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that that slider didn't really have as much effectiveness, but. It may, he may be just using it to set up his fastball. So, I mean, right. Um, intrigued when I see that. Yeah. And we, I mean, you know, we've talked about this a lot. It's like, you don't know if that was the game plan going in or after the first or second inning, they were just like, listen, this is working. Like we're going to, we're going to stick with that. Right. Um, and there, there was no reason for him to go away from the fastball. So I'm, I want to be clear, like, we're not using that to knock him. I'm not saying don't pick up George Kirby because he was just so fastball reliant. It's something to keep in mind. He right. didn't really need the other pitches as much in the first start. So good on him for sticking with what works. And I do like the way he attacks the zone. He right? does attack the zone, which I like. Um, for a young kid, for sure. And, and so, you know, that's, that's super important is like, also, maybe it's a, a feather in the cap that like he can identify, you know, the pitches that are working for him in a given start and just run with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's there is a maturity to his approach that I liked, you know, rookie pitcher. Um, it's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of them on this list, by the way. Yeah. A lot of rookie, rookie pitcher, pitchers on this list. Rookie pitcher. So primarily t- fastball in one start. So I. I you know, if you're in a really deep league and he's available in your waivers, he might be the type of guy like he might be if Grayson Rodriguez is not owned uh, or rostered in your league, then Kirby is likely going to be the 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 biggest prospect call up as a pitcher this year. It's going to be him and Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah, but so fair not you, fans. Fair not fans. We got your backups. We got your backups. We got but guys the idea that nobody is, knows about. If you, if you need, if you feel like, you know, you're in a deep league and you need that big swing ad uh, as a rotation piece, it might be Kirby. Um, I, I just think, you know, there have been a lot of solid pitchers this year and maybe you don't need to spend your entire fab 
on a rookie pitcher who is going to go through ups and downs because all rookie pitchers have some rough starts mixed in there. It's going to happen. Coming, this this coming from two fo- two guys who drafted pitchers in the first round because they didn't think there was going to be enough pitching. <laughs> no, we 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 were like let's get our <laughs> we were like let's get our aces. But you know what? Well, we can talk about that later because we're both idiots because we both said before our draft we're good at finding starting pitching later. We probably don't need to reach. And then, yeah. And then, and we, we, both, and then, we, then we both just took <laughs> well, at least, at least, at least your At least your pitcher's pitching. Yeah, Cole is getting better, but I still, yeah. you know, I should have took yeah. some. I should have gone another direction. I but, texted my part. I texted my partner the other day. Never again a pitcher in the first round. I don't yeah. care if it's baby Jesus. I don't care if it's Jesus with a golden arm. We're not doing it. And by that, you mean you took DeGrom, who's Jesus yeah. with a golden arm. Yeah. Uh, that's the response I got. DeGrom yeah. is Jesus with a golden arm. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully you'll stay in it until the end. Yeah. Um, and then he'll come back. Let's talk about another rookie pitcher because he's a guy that you watched and then immediately went and, and picked up in our league for obviously a much smaller fab bid than you would have had to get George Kirby. Uh, what do you think of Kyle Bradish for the Orioles? Uh, so I watched the Bradish start against uh, St. Louis, and yo, I, I, I'm, that slider um, was insane. I saw one at bat where he made Arenado look so stupid. I think he threw like three of them, all in the same in the, on the outside corner, but on that third one, he dropped it right out of the zone. And I was like. I don't think I've seen a young kid with such good command of a single pitch. Uh, the slider is his out pitch. It's it's dating because I think of how tall he is. He's a big kid, um, and how he over the top he comes. He's six foot four, and how over the top he comes, it, it dives straight down. Um, and it, it was just he was just commanding it the whole way through. He had eleven Ks through seven innings. Uh, I did not realize this as I was watching the broadcast that the St. Louis Cardinals are the third hardest team to strike out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I forgot who the first two teams are, but they are third in all of Major League Baseball in, in terms of being able to strike out. And he got 11 of them. Um, and it, that it was primarily he had a, he had a decent curveball, but the slider, fastball, good velo, uh, 94, 95, um, locating up in the zone, playing off. Uh, the slider uh, because how uh, of how it drops. Yeah, he can run. I mean, he could run that fast. He was running it up to ninety eight at times. Yeah, on that fast. But I mean, he, uh, what I'm talking about velocity. I'm talking about where they generally sit. Where he's sitting. Uh, yeah. yeah, because you know, I, I mean, it, as we'll see with you know a couple other guys on this list, some of these kids are young kids, and being on the mound in their first inning, you know, that testosterone is you know flowing up from the from the testicles, and you know. <laughs> going out through the body and then you see, whoa, holy crap, this guy's pumping 99. And in reality, they really should be sitting 95. Um, yeah. So really impressive with how he was able to command that slider. Um, and I don't think I saw a young kid, you know, um, I don't think I saw the, out of all the starts that I watched, I don't, I don't think I saw anybody command a pitch in the way that he did at such a young age. So yeah, uh, I immediately went out and uh, dropped a little coin on them because I think there may be some things going on there with the Orioles pitching staff this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I liked what I saw, and I was like, you know what? It, it's worth taking a shot. If you could strike – oh, by the way, on the road, right? Yeah. On the road. So 
at, tough for a young pitcher to go on the road. St. Louis is a good team and strike out 11 guys and make some really good hitters look stupid. Right. And you talked about that slider. I mean, also he threw, I remember seeing in a bat against Tyler O'Neill, he threw a three, two slider and got the strikeout, right. which just shows the confidence he has in that pitch as a rookie to be throwing it in all counts. Yeah. Um, and that to me, you know, that to me says a lot. Um, he currently has a 24% swinging strike rate on that slider, which backs up what you and I saw. Um, it is a legit swing and miss pitch. I do feel like the, um, the curveball is a little bit of a show me curveball. It's got a big yes. kind of hump, twelve yes. six break. Yes. But yes. but listen, it's his fourth pitch. It's his. It's so, his. It, he was using it to get himself strike one. Yes, it wasn't a great. It, it's not a great. It's not a great pitch. But when you have the slider and and they both have similar movement, the curveball. Right, the slider has a downward break, the, not the a curveball. Yeah, the slider just dips and dives out of the zone more and has a sharper break. The curveball is just like a a humpback breaking ball that yeah. is similar, but just he was using it just to get strike one, which I thought was such a great idea because like, if you're not going to use it in deeper in the count where guys are, are fighting, right. Where yeah. hitters are fighting. Like if you're using it just to set up strike one, like that's, that's smart. So, yeah. um, and, yeah. and I liked, I liked a few of the changeups that I saw too. Like, you know, that, that changeup was, was not a pitch that I was like, you know, he's got the show me curveball, which is like an eh, fourth pitch, but he uses it well. But the changeup is a solid third pitch, which is important because the fastball is fine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's super flat. So it's, it's the way he uses it, though, that that makes right. that works so well for him because it pairs well um, with the slider because he right, because this, at the top of the zone and he just right. gets a lot of swings and misses through it. And because the slider, you know, I'd have to look and like do one of the videos to see kind of how it how it tunnels, how they how it comes out of the hand. But because yeah. the slider has a sharp downward bite, I think it pairs pretty well with that fastball. The changeup right now is also rocking a 16.7% swinging strike rate, which kind of tells us that what we were seeing in some of those good changeups could be legitimate. So yeah, I, I like Bradish. Um, I think he's somebody you could be adding in, in deeper leagues. I think the change in park in Baltimore is real um that is becoming a little bit more of a pitcher's park it does get hot and humid there in the summer the ball starts to fly a little bit more so you know there might be some rough outings like we mentioned for any rookie but but i think bradish definitely deserves our attention and it's important that we change our mindset to not just look at baltimore pitchers and be like eh, baltimore right you talked about it like they're doing some interesting things with their pitching staff um and i think they they're, some, you know, they're getting a lot out of some guys they got some toys they got some toys in that rotation now yeah yeah, uh, we're going to transition from young and exciting players to potentially boring. Um, but a lot of people have been calling for a Yusei Kikuchi breakout. Um, and then unfortunately, his first six starts of the season, he's seen the Yankees twice, the Astros twice. Um, so he hasn't really had uh, an easy go of things. And now that he's through that you know, that ringer, that, um, gauntlet. Had, that gauntlet, uh, which, you know, he, he came out of it pretty well. Listen, a 415 ERA um, with a 23.7 uh, strikeout rate. When you're facing that kind of competition, yeah, it, it's not that bad. Um, no, no, I mean, he, yeah. I mean, the two starts against the Yankees were fine. Right. 
So I, I watched it and I was like, okay, am I, are we getting into the, the Kikuchi breakout? And I watched the Yankee game, uh, the first Yankee start live. So I was watching the second start. You know, the, the command of the fastball is just so spotty. Um, and that's what sticks out to me the most is like, it's not like, oh, he just missed the corner on that pitch. Oh, he just missed that up. It's like, he's way outside. That one bounced. That one's spotted low and outside. That one almost hit the batter. That one, I mean, it's like, it's all over the place, um, which is which is really hard for me to get behind. What pitch? What pitch did you like? Was there a pitch um, that stood out to you? So what's funny is like I I liked the slider in the sense of like he ditched his cutter and now he's using a harder slider, um, which I kind of liked, even though the metrics on the slider right now are not great. Um, the cutter has been the far better pitch for him in terms of swing and miss. Um, but I did see a couple really nice sliders in that second start against the Yankees. Uh, it is a pitch that, you know, that's the new slider that he's throwing. That's three miles an hour faster than the slider he was throwing before. It's again, a little bit harder and tighter, uh, which is, you know, kind of the trend that we're, we're seeing right now. Um, and I do, so I do wonder if like, that's a pitch that maybe we'll see some growth in as the season goes on, because again, it's only his sixth start of the year with a brand new pitch and an abbreviated spring training where he wasn't really having an opportunity to throw that pitch, um, to hitters as much in game counts. So maybe he starts to get more comfortable with that slider as the season goes on. And we start to see that kind of flip. Um, from the cutter in terms of a swing and miss pitch, because I feel like watching it, the slider is a little bit better of a, a swing and miss pitch than the cutter. Um, but, you know, the Holy cutter's crap. He's got 17 walks in 26 innings this year? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. That's the, that is the big issue Damn, for me. Damn, baby. Like, and it's not – I. what's interesting is, like, it's not like, you know, and I hate to bring this guy up because I know it's a heartbreak for you this early in the season – but it's not like a Matt Brash do situation. Don't do it. Where you're like, why do oh my it? God, this why? guy has so many walks because his why would stuff you do is that? crazy. Why would you why would you sabotage our show like this? Because I think it's relevant to the point, Sammy. It's like you're not watching Kikuchi's stuff and you're like, oh man, he's struggling to control this stuff because it's elite raw stuff. It's like his stuff is solid, it's fine, but he should be able to control that. It's not moving so aggressively that he should be walking this many guys. It's just poor command. Is he is he a nibbler? A nibbler? I don't think he's a nibbler. I don't think he's like trying to hit spots and missing. I think he's just he's he, he's got he's very limmy in his delivery. Is he right? Otto, There's a lot of Otto, is he uh, is he Ottavino esque? Oh man, oh Adam, stay <laughs> um. <laughs> away for that one. Um, Sammy and I, I are joking about that because I um, I coach travel baseball with um, a guy who is Ottavino's travel okay. baseball coach. And we were away for a tournament and we were watching the Mets game while we were eating dinner. And Adovino, it was against the Phillies, and Adovino gave up that bomb to Schwarber and walked a couple of guys. And he was just sitting next to me, like he did this when he was 12, too. This is just nibbling, nibbling, nibbling. So uh some listen, some pitchers just don't change. They just they are who they are. Some horses, some horses are mutters, and some <laughs> pitchers are nibblers. Yeah. Um, um, so tell me if I'm wrong in that Kikuchi is fine. In the right matchup, you'll start him, but I don't think we're looking at like a major breakout from Yusei Kikuchi here. Yeah, no. Um, good, good depth piece uh, for your squad. I, I will say, you know, division's tough. 
Uh, you got to take that into account. Uh, he's going to face those guys more often than not. Um, if you, but if you, like Eric said, if you're going to play him in the right spots, uh, good candidate help get some wins uh, on a good team uh, with a good offense, uh, good bullpen. I mean, those are the kind of guys that can can help. I remember one year when I won our league. You know, I grabbed Homer Bailey off the wire because Oakland was good at the time, um, and he got he got me a, a bunch of wins um, that helped me out. So. Yeah, you had to oh, say no, when, was I, it, when uh, I won our no, league. Sean, sorry, it was Sean Manaya, and I grabbed Homer Bailey, who was on Kansas City. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, Manaya did did his thing for me. So, I mean, those are the kind of guys that can help you out um, in the season. So, he's fine as a death piece for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about another potentially boring lefty. What did you think when you watched Bruce Zimmerman? I'm like, damn, does Baltimore have, like, a, a, like a way to, did, did they find a way to clone John means that's what I that's what I thought I was like another soft tossing lefty with a really good changeup. but now you know that John means doesn't doesn't toss that soft okay listen listen you could say whatever you want I don't believe you you know you can <laughs> you can get as many people to kind of try and convince me I don't believe you John means I don't think I've ever seen John means throw 96 but you want to die on this hill go right ahead okay. uh Zimmerman was, you know, he's okay. I, I wasn't really that that impressed. Um, you know, I I'm never impressed with guys throwing 89 or 90 miles an hour because off their fastball, because they just have to be so fine, right? They just there is no margin for error there. Um, and yeah, I mean. He was okay. Uh, Changeup was was a plus pitch. Uh, you know when he locates it, uh, his control was fine. Uh, he's not going to walk guys, um, but there's going to be contact there. Uh, there's not not a lot of swing and miss in this game. Uh, let me see here. Let me go to all, to the old baseball savant and see what we got. Um, and he's had I'll, while you're looking that up. I'll I'll just say like yeah, yeah. You know, he there was a three start stretch for him where he went Yankees, Angels, Yankees, uh, which is also like, that's a pretty tough stretch. Yeah. yeah. Um, He handled it pretty well, but I will say that like, you know, we've started to see that contact that you're talking about come into play his last four starts, like the second start, uh, sorry, the start against the Angels gave up two two earned runs in six innings, solid start. Uh, the Yankees, the second Yankees game, they had just seen him like um, 11 days earlier, three runs and four and a third. Then he gave up two and five to Minnesota. Then he gave up two and six to Kansas City, though. One of those was an awful play by Tyler Nevin, who they had in right field. So maybe it should have been one and six yeah. innings. But like, you know, he like you said, he's not going to be the guy who's out here th- getting 11 K. Shut yeah, no, he's a, he's got he's he's um he's a he's a good real life pitcher for them. You know, like that's the kind of guy that's going to get ground balls, and you know, that he's a good real life pitcher. He's going to sneak sneak a fastball by you at ninety ninety one. You know, he topped out at ninety two when I saw him, um, and he's going to work off his change, and that's fine. But in terms of we're talking about fantasy, um, I'm good. Yeah, you know, I'm not looking to add Bruce Zimmerman. These kind of guys don't uh, don't typically uh, excite me. Yeah, I will say I think that he. Yes, I think that Bruce Zimmerman is a streamer. Um, 
if you're in like a really deep league, I think he's the type of guy you could maybe keep on your roster and only start him in um, plus matchups. Because I, I think that he's not the type of guy who's really going to hurt you. Right. Yeah. He is a good, he is a good pitcher. He's a smart pitcher. He has two pitches that I really like. I mean, the fastball is not a great fastball. The slider I thought was much better than I expected when I was watching. I was like, okay, we're going to see this Bruce Zimmerman plus changeup that everybody's talking about. And the changeup is a good pitch. You know, he has a 34.8% CSW on it because it gets a lot of called strikes because he locates it well. Um, and he can get some swings and misses on it. He throws it to lefties and righties. Um, so, you know, I liked that pitch, but I was watching and I was like, okay, this, this slider is better than I thought it was going to be. And the Orioles announcers were talking about how he changed the grip on the slider. Um, you know, he's throwing it a little softer than he was throwing it last year. In fact, he's throwing everything a little softer. Um, and I think he's throwing, he's kind of sacrificed, uh, velocity, for a little bit, a little bit more movement, not anything outrageous, but a little bit more movement, but that slider has a little more bite than I expected. And it's been a really good pitch for him this year. I mean, he's got a zero, uh, a point zero five zero batting average against on the slider. It's got a 26.9% swinging strike rate. So a 42.3% CSW, which were all things I looked up after the start because I was like, okay, was this just one good start with the slider? Um, and I don't think it was. I think that he has a legitimately good slider. So he has a legitimately good changeup and slider. Yeah. And the fast, the fastball is a bad. Fastball. Yeah, it's just not, it's not going to be, it's not, it's not, it, it's the one thing that gives you pause. Like right. you could like, if he wasn't using it as much and like maybe upping the usage of the change in the slider and using the fastball to kind of set up those pitches, you'd be like, okay, this works, but you know, he's throwing it. The, he's throwing his fastball at 35% of the time. It's the mo- it's his most used pitch. And I feel like maybe he should take half of that off and put it on the yeah. slider and the change up and kind of use the fastball as a show me pitch instead of using it so often. Um, but you know, like I said, we don't need to belabor the point on Bruce and right. Yeah, yeah. What, what's funny is like the only, I mean, there are two starts um, and they were both starts against the Yankees where he used the changeup as his, pro- as his most used pitch. Um, and that's, so that's interesting to me, but it's like Yankees are righty heavy power lineup, you know, with your judge and Stanton and your, yeah. um, you know, Donaldson's coming alive a little bit, guys like that. So, you know, I think he, he made that adjustment by going to the slider or sorry, the changeup, which tells me that maybe he will adjust based on lineups and we're not going to see just, Fastball, fastball, fastball. Maybe um, we can send ourselves down to Baltimore and they can clone us so we can have doppelgangers for our Saturday morning shows. Maybe yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. You want that? If they, can do it, if they can do it for John Means and Bruce Zimmerman, they can do it for us. Oh, man. John Means had more velocity. But whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. All right. Let's move away from the potentially slightly boring lefties to another rookie that you and I both kind of liked. Um Tell me your thoughts on Detroit's Alex Fiedo. I'm not going to lie. Uh, like the way you said his name to me and the way like I heard it on the broadcast, I couldn't stop thinking about the Godfather and thinking about Fredo. Like Fredo? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I just kept thinking about Fredo. Um, and it kind of looks like Fredo a little bit, like with hair. But um, 
I actually like him. I thought uh, he reminded me of Bradish a little bit in the sense that he had a really good command of his slider. Uh, he threw three sliders in a row to Ramon Laureano and located it in the same spot and got him swinging on all three of those pitches missing. Now, the, the, the changeup, I thought, had really good fade to a lefty. Uh, it throws around, you know, 87, 86 miles an hour. Uh, it had really good depth to it. Um, and it was a real weapon against lefties. I think he got a couple strikeouts on it. Um, but the issue for me was he's a young pitcher that has still is still kind of rough around the edges. And what I mean by that is it was very evident in what he was trying to do to righties and lefties. He used the slider uh, exclusively towards righties and used the changeup exclusively to lefties. Um, the confidence to throw his slider uh, to both. So basically he's a three-pitch pitcher, but he makes himself a two-pitch pitcher depending on who he's facing, right? And that to me tells me that this kid does not yet have the confidence to throw, you know, everything to anyone, right? He's, mm -hmm. he's kind of mapping himself out to righties and lefties. And you saw that in the second time around, you know, not generating as many swings and misses, but and giving up some contact. Uh, now, I will say that he was kind of screwed over by uh, his defense a little bit on that first run. Hunter Dozier, I think, uh, hit a fly ball that should have been caught that wasn't, or unless I'm, I'm – am I, am I looking at the wrong game? But it was against the Royals, right? Uh, I think – I feel like we watched the Royals in a lot of starts. I remember – that happened to Bruce Zimmerman against the Royals. That's right. With a right okay. fielder. Yeah, so who, that's what it was. Fader was we, against Oakland. Sorry. We like we like wound up watching when you watch this week's starts with these guys, and this was not intentional when Sammy and I picked them, but it was watching a lot of starts against the the A's and the Royals, which yeah, make which can make people look good. I, so we're trying. I to want keep people in mind, like, understand. I want, I want people understand what we do for them. Like we yes. had to watch Oakland and Kansas City <laughs> multiple times. Multiple. Try times. that, yeah. folks. Try <laughs> that. Um, spend your Friday nights and Thursday nights. Um, Slider was was I thought was his his stood out to me. Um, yeah, I think it's I, I loved I love the delivery. I love his mechanics. Love the arm action. He sat around 93, 94 on his fastball. Uh, located it really well at times, but you know you're going to get these. There are times where he lost uh, lost command of his pitches. I think that happened the second time through the order. Uh, and I forgot he had some issue. There was an issue in, with his defense. His defense made a mistake somewhere. I, I forget. And then he kind of, you know, was unable to kind of reel it back in for a little bit, limited the damage, but, um, you know, kind of to be expected from a young guy not being able to kind of get back on track uh, right away. Um, yeah. I like I knew, I I knew there's strikeout like potential. Yeah, I knew you'd like the the windup because there's no wasted movement and he works really quickly, which is yeah. something that you, that you like. No, now, for sure. And that adds to what you're saying is a pitcher like him who works really quickly, rhythm is super important. So things like defensive miscues uh, can upset yeah. that rhythm. It definitely, it was I, very clear that he was thrown off by the mistake. But I think, yeah. It, yeah. Oh, I know what it was. It was a it was a throw down the second by Haas that slipped away that put a runner at third base with less than one out with less okay. than two outs. Um, and that, and you know, and then they got a fly ball or something. We got a base hit. He kind of unraveled from there, and it kind of yeah. spiraled. 
But I, I like I like him. Um, just like you, I really like the slider. It's tight, has downward break. Um, currently rocking a 25% swing and strike rate on that pitch, too. Um, I also thought he threw some really good change-ups, and I know the metrics aren't there right now on that pitch. And you mentioned um, potentially a lack of, of It's confidence. a good pitch. It's a but good yeah. pitch. And he's not he's not getting a lot of called strikes on it, which also is talking tells me about uh, what we're seeing, too, is like that that confidence in locating the pitch. But I think that the pitch is good and it has solid movement. Um, I think that he legitimately has three workable, usable yes. pitches with a potentially plus slider. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the I like the demeanor that he has on the mound. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, uh, okay, why doesn't why doesn't he stick? Like right now he's not in the rotation, but you know That's the Tigers sad. only have a four man rotation, one of which is Bo Brisky, Brisky, whatever, who is not potentially exciting. Um, they have Casey Mize coming off the IL soon, but like Casey Mize wasn't anything exciting. Uh, Matt Manning will come off the IL at some point, but like Matt Manning wasn't anything exciting. You know, they had Tyler Alexander. It's like, I, I don't see any reason why Fido can't stick in the rotation. I wouldn't um, be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him another start here. He's going to get one next week. And what's interesting is that they only have him down for one, but they have, and we'll talk about this at the end of the show when we rank them. They have Bo Brisky down for two, even though he'll start after Fido. Um, and considering Brisky got lit up a little bit in his last start, um, I wonder if they, if Fido has a really good start on Monday when he's supposed to start, I wonder if they let him run it back again. Yeah. Um, so I, we'll, so we'll see, but I, I, I like the kid. I think he's a good pitcher. I think there's um, some really good uh, possibility for more growth there when he gets uh, a little bit more confidence in those pitches. Cause I think the slider and the changeup are both legitimately good pitches. Yeah, no, the uh, the changeup I thought was really good. Uh, yeah. I just, you know, I wish, and this is the thing with the young guys that everybody has to be aware of, is that, you know, they're young. They don't understand how their stuff plays and, and what they can use against certain folks. Like, that changeup, I think, would be devastating to righties, too, because it right. barrels in on them. Like, yeah. it, he used it, like, as a two-strike pitch against lefties. You know, that's right. why it was out of the zone most of the time, but... Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Kids got talent. Right. And that's also when Sammy's talking about knowing what plays, it's like knowing what plays at each level because that'll change, right? Major league hitters yeah. will get to something that triple A hitters wouldn't have. So you you have to kind of figure out how to adjust your arsenal based on the level, but also like he'll eventually have to figure out how to adjust his level based on opponent. And that's all stuff that like it takes some time, right? Learning, learning how to match up your stuff to a given opponent at a given level on a given day based on climate and lineup and stadium yeah. and all of that stuff is like, is stuff that guys with good stuff don't really always have to do in the minors because they're yeah. like, I'm just going to throw my fastball, my slider, and they're not going to hit it unless this, you know, top 10 prospect comes up. And with that one guy, maybe I'll do something different. Yo, Hitch, give Fado some more run, baby. He won't betray you like Fredo. Come oh on. God. Come, on. Should... Come on. Come on. We should end this. So Come on. Should end this episode right now. Instead, we're going to talk about Dane Dunning. Oh, that's a that's a great segue. Yeah. Let's talk about um, let's talk about Dane Dunning. Yeah. So I'll give you my opinion. You tell me if you differ at all. I think he's fine. There's nothing really special about it, but I do. <laughs> but 
but I do like the way he uses his sinker. Like he's a guy who, you know, 90, 91 mile an hour sinker, but he's crafty with it. He hits yep. different spots. He has good location, gets lots of called strikes with it because he is really good about manipulating where he uses it in the zone. So you see that sinker, which is his primary fastball. He doesn't throw like a, you know, he doesn't mix in the sinker with the four seam. He uses the sinker a lot. Um, and you don't see it and you're not like, oh my God, that has crazy arm side run or, oh my God, the velocity on that sinker is great, but, but he locates it well. Um, and that's really important, you know, especially for your primary pitch. But what I also enjoyed when I watched him was like, he's using the slider way more this year than last year. Um, he's using it 10% more to the point where he's almost using the slider as much as the sinker. Um, and the slider, I don't know if this is, is new for him because I didn't compare it to last year yet, but it has some, it has some sweep. Right. So it's not the, you know, Braddish, Fido, like hard downward bite slider. It has more sweep across the zone. Um, but I liked what he did with it, even though he didn't have a great start against the Red Sox. Um, I thought he threw a couple of nice sliders. Um, and he also threw some, some uh, front doors, some front door sliders where like he threw a slider at JD Martinez's hip that came in across the plate and got a bad, um, got a bad swing. So there's some interesting things there with the slider where like, I know if you look at the metrics, it doesn't look like it's a phenomenal pitch, um, you know, like a 13% swinging strike rate. It has decent batting average against, but I think it's a really solid pitch that pairs well with his sinker. And so I think that he has an arsenal that will help to mitigate damage. Um, you know, I don't really see him being a guy who's going to go into a start and get lit up because I think that he'll, he locates his pitches fairly well. Um, and he has a, a good arsenal of pitches, but he's not somebody that I need to have on my team. He's somebody that I would use in certain matchups, especially because he plays in a pitcher's park. So you watch, you watch the, um, you watch the him against Boston. I watched, I watched last, Yankees. yeah, last yeah. night's, last night's the, start. Oh, you watched last night's start. Um, yeah. I watched the one against Yankees. Uh, he's fine. And he was better in the Yankees start than the Red Sox. There were a lot of, so a lot of two, like muted yeah, on him. He used a lot of two seamers against the Yankees. And I don't know if that was his sinker in the way it moved. But I, I think it's it a, a, that's his sinker. Yeah. It looked like a two seamer to me, but uh, he was using that, you know, to barrel in on the righties, right on the righties. Um, you know, he's at, like, like you said, he's a, he's a crafty right. He's 27 years old. So he's a little bit more refined in how he uses his arsenal and how he wants to, uh, attack hitters um, and is going to throw everything that he's got, you know, so, but it's, you know, it's not, he's not a sexy guy. He's, you know, he's Dane Dunning. He's not know? a bad, he's not a bad looking dude. No, I don't think no. I mean, him like that. We're, we're, are we, are we starting <laughs> to, uh, you know, talk about their looks now? Is this what we're doing here? You said he's not sexy. I was just saying. I mean, um, in terms of fantasy, in, in context of fantasy <laughs> freak show. I know, I know. Um, I think that like, if you go to his stat cap, Statcast page it backs up what Sammy and I are saying and like there are bright red dots low and away to righties for the slider and low and in on righties for the changeup like yep. he locates his pitches where he needs to locate his pitches yeah um, nothing is overpowering you're not going to get a lot of strikeouts from him in general you know I know people were really excited after that that Yankee start because it was back to back starts. Uh, he went seven and two thirds against the Braves, struck out seven and gave up one run. Then he went six against the Yankees, struck out five, gave up one run. 
And people were like, oh, maybe this is like unlocking something new. And I don't think it's unlocking something new. I just think that like when you're a pitcher with good command and you can put your pitches where you want them, some nights are going to be really good for you um, because you're going to manipulate those hitters. And other nights, like the start against the Red Sox, where things aren't as perfect or pinpoint as you want them to be, are going to be a little bit worse. He gave up five earned runs and five and two thirds, even though he struck out six. He had some good at bats, some bad at bats. I think that's what you're going to get with with Dane Dunning. Like, For sure. I, I'm not I'm not expecting this is some breakout Listen, um, or I'm, some I'm, new I'm, level. But like, you know, he faces the Angels next week. I, I don't know that I would do that. Listen, we need to we need to move on to the next guy because I really want to poo-poo this guy because you like him. <laughs> oh, I we're talking about Drew Rasmussen. Yeah, let's do it. I I, 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 I don't. Here's the deal. Do, I don't. I don't know if I like him. Well, I don't. I don't know what to make. And you're of, a really damn good salesman. Yes, I am. I picked him up. Um, I got a couple good starts out of him. People were talking about how he was like this next big sleeper, um, and I traded him. Yeah, uh, and I, I think that that's kind of the thing that that we that you need to do in fantasy, right? That's right. I also was I also benefited from like I have I have what I think is a good pitching staff, but Rasmussen was like looked like a clear add to me, even though I didn't really need him. Yeah, um, and then I used him to upgrade bats. You're and I think er, early in the season, fantastic. that's something that that you can do. You are um, a smart man. You are a smart man. Look, Rasmussen has good numbers, right? Um, you know, there's there's nothing we can't really deny what the results are at this point. I mean, he's got a 267 ERA uh, through seven starts. Um, his walk rate is really low, which I which I like. I mean, he's got a six percent walk rate. He has relatively good command. Um, the big thing for him, which, you know, we've talked about, he's basically throwing two new pitches because he uh, reshaped the cutter and the slider in the offseason um, to throw a little bit more of like one harder and tighter and one with a little bit more sweep. So he's learning both of those uh, a little bit on the fly. And so you see some moments where like they're playing up and they look good. And then you see some others where like, you know, they're left over the plate and they don't get a lot of solid contact against them, but they're also not missing tons of pitches. No, you know, both, both the slider and the cutter are, are good pitches uh, by deserved ERA, uh, which, you know, we've talked about Alex Chamberlain's pitch leaderboard before you can find that on there because they don't give up a lot of hard contact. The slider misses more bats than the cutter, but I just don't think he misses a lot of bats in general. No. The four seam, you know, is at 96, but it's not a great pitch. And then I just look at it and I'm like, okay, I got a four seam. I got a cutter. I got a slider, which are different speeds and a little bit of a different movement movement profile, but they attack the same part of the plate. So to me, it's like an arsenal of pitches that are all fairly similar. Yes. Um, and Boring. nothing about it, nothing about it really excites me, Boring. which is why which is why he's rocking a 20% strikeout rate. Um, and then I, the, the Rays don't really let him go more than 80 or 85 pitches. Well, he went so 80 he, in this last start I saw against right. uh, Toronto. Right. So 80, he, got, he has 80 or 85 pitches. So he needs to be kind of perfect with those pitches to get you enough innings to get a I, win. 
you're really undercutting me here. You really like took the thunder out of what I was going to say. Okay, but Dude. he's here. I'll, I'll set it up for you. But no, he's got a it's already done. It's already done. It's already done. You can't just set it up for me after you just spent. Okay, like, he's got a two sixty seven ERA, and fantasy experts on. love him, and he's a great sleeper, Drew Rasmussen. What do you say? No. Wrong. <laughs> Fail. Move on. No, I. You know why? Like he, he's not generating enough because every pitch is the same. It's all, they're all the same thing. He's a master tunneler. He's using the cutter and the slider in the same, they're just different speeds. The slider sits at 86, 87, right? And his cutter is at 92, 93, and then he uses fastball at 96. But like watching Toronto, yeah, in the beginning, in the first round, first trip through the lineup, you know, they didn't put much back, they soft, weak contact. But then second time through, they're like, we just have to look in one specific spot everything's away because everything travels away um and they got hip to it and he didn't make it through the second turn and through the lineup and he was pulled with uh two outs in the in the sixth uh around 80 pitches but they had they had scored a run and they had man a man on first and second with the heart of their lineup coming up i mean with their five through seven coming up so to me it was like they were going to figure this guy out at some point because toronto was a good lineup Right, uh, and, and Tampa knows that, which is why he doesn't right. go super. I'm deep sure. In the game. I'm sure Cash. I'm sure Cash knew that, right? Like, I'm sure he knew that. It was like, oh, I'll give this guy a turn through the uh, turn again, but then when he saw they pulled him with, I think one or with two outs, right? First and second, they had already gotten through Vlad. Vlad had just hit an RBI single, and they were like, hell no. We are not giving this dude enough. They're right. like, he's only got eight. He, you're out, dude. They they figured it out. You're gone. We got to yeah. get somebody else. I think that that Seattle start um, where he went six innings, gave up two hits and struck out nine, and people were going gaga. To me, that's the outlier. I think what you've seen in the last three starts is it's the type is. of guy that he is, yes. which, listen, is useful, right? Five innings against Oakland, five innings, one run, three strikeouts. Against Seattle, five innings, one run, five strikeouts. Against Toronto, five and two-thirds innings, one run, one strikeout. Like, he gives up a lot of soft contact because, as you mentioned, his his arsenal is deceptive in the sense that, you know, they play off each other well and, and hitters are out in front of a lot of these sliders or cutters because they don't know if it's the slider or the cutter or really, or the, you know, sometimes the four seam can get by him, but he's not missing a lot of bats. No. So like, if you're telling me that I could get a guy who will go five and a third, five and two thirds, give up one run and strike out four, like that's fine. It's not super exciting to me for fantasy purposes. If I have like, if I have Dylan Cease, Shane McClanahan, in my rotation and I don't need the strikeouts. Cool. Like I'll take a guy who will have solid ratios. He doesn't walk a lot of guys, you know, solid ratios might get some wins on a good team, but will he pitch deep enough? I don't know. I'm trying to think of who he reminds me of, like what pitcher profile would he kind of guy? It's it's honestly to me, like it's not that much different than what you're getting out of Dane Dunning, except we'll go go deeper into games. Yep. Yep. Um, so, and listen, like we're saying this right now in the, in the middle of May, acknowledging that he is learning two new pitches. There is a, there is an opportunity. There is a chance that by the end of June, he has now turned that slider into more of a swing and miss pitch. 
that he's changed some things. But at, at this moment right now, he's a streamer. Dude, it he's took a, me. It took me. It took me a lot of strength to get through that start. Yeah. I passed out multiple times on the couch <laughs> and had to go back as I was watching him. He like, is a I was like, he is a little bored. I was like, dude, sure. does this guy throw a change up? Can you give me something different? Like, I, like, yeah. I, watching the same pitch over and over and over. It was so also boring. What's funny you say he's boring is like also he is emotionless on the mound. Like oh, he's God. he is good like beard. a uh, nice beard though. Yeah, really, nice, really nice good beard. Manicured beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good really him. good beard. But yeah, no, um, no but it's like mind. it's very robotic. Um, yeah. which is nice and controlled and like, you know, he keeps that emotions in check, but yeah, he's, it's a boring profile. Yeah. yeah. Um, two more guys. Let's talk about Josh. I think it's Winder. I, I think, think it I, might be, I think it might be Winder. Winder. Okay. Yeah. Um, Josh Winder for the twins. Um, you were less than impressed. Yep. Or you were, you were muted on him. Uh, I, I, I just was like, you know, and I saw what start did I see? I saw the start against, um, Jesus H, uh, who do you face? Not this recent, not recently. Oh, I watched it the, was, I watched the most you, recent one against Houston. You watched I saw the it against, one? again, as we spoke, Oakland against Oakland. Yeah. Terrible. Um, but even Oakland, dude, the one thing that stood out to me was man against a better team. This guy's going to get lit up. Like, and sure as day against you said, got lit up. I didn't even realize I saw the box score yesterday. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because what I saw was a guy that gave up a lot of contact. He gave up a lot of hard contact. Like he was getting line drives right at outfield. It was like hard yeah. hit. Line and, some, and some good diving catches by some Yeah, of yeah. and some great plays by yeah. defenses. And I was like, dude, this guy ain't fooling nobody. And it's Oakland. Like, if if he faced a legit lineup, he might get tattooed. And true to form, Houston tattooed him the other day. Um, so, you know, good slider. You know, fastball sat around 94. He threw a lot of lot of strikes. Uh, I just think when he gets hit, he gets hit hard. Um, yeah. And he only has one swing and miss pitch, which is, which is the slider. Um, so, I don't know how, how long his time in the rotation is going to be. Uh, I think they have some injuries, no? Yeah, because uh, Bundy is pr- – I, I think Bundy might be done. I mean, he's going for, like, second opinions on his elbow. Yeah. Um, so, but Bundy might be done. Um, I think he's got a shot in the rotation for a while. Oh, sorry. Um, it's not Bundy. It's Bundy's on the COVID IL. It's Paddock that might be done. Right. Yeah. There, so, it's two guys that are – and and Bailey Ober has that string groin. Right. And so Ober's when Bundy, back soon, so yeah, yeah, okay. when Bundy and Ober come back, he might be done. He might be out of it. Yeah. But also, Chris, Ar- they're still rocking Chris Archer in the rotation. Well, they're going to because he's a major league pitcher. I mean, right. But I'm doing air quotes. He's yeah. a major league pitcher. <laughs> sure. He also has been going like three innings a start and could just move into the bullpen and yeah. go three innings a start. And he got hit hard his last out. I, 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 I mean, Josh Winder's uh, slider was great. Uh, I thought um, the changeup was okay. Uh, but, you know, he just he gave up a lot of hard contact, and that gave me pause. Yeah, I agree with you there. There was a, there was a lot of hard contact. The, the amount that his fastball gets fouled off, despite being, you know, 94, 95, um, it's not a pitch that's going to miss a lot of bats. Um, and then, so I like that. He actually throws the slider the most. Like to me, I enjoy that because I'm like, okay, here's a guy who's like, this is my best pitch. 
and I'm going to throw it the most, even though, you know, most yeah. people throw their fastball a lot because the fastball is not good. I mean, it's not a good no, fastball. It's not. It's not. like it has okay velocity. We saw it get hit hard, and then you go to StatCast, and it's giving up a 379 batting average, a 655 slug. It's not missing any bats. Nope. Um, so I that's not really a good pitch. He's also he also is another one. He doesn't throw the slider to lefties. Um, so lefties get a pretty good, but not great, but a pretty good changeup and a bad fastball. Dude, um, this fastball's got an X slug of 774. Yeah. Woo! So I, I don't know that this has I don't know that this has staying power. Um, I really like this. I really do like the slider. I think it's a good pitch. I think he needs more than that. Um, so I need to see him throw the changeup more. I need to see him throw the slider more to righties and lefties. Um, because right now he's essentially a one pitch, one good pitch pitcher to each handedness. Because to the righties, he is a good slider and a bad fastball. And to the lefties, he's a good changeup and a bad fastball. So at some point, you know, people are just going to hunt the fastball and and lay off the one good pitch that he'll throw them, depending on if they're a righty or a lefty. Move on, fellas. Move on. Yeah. Do not, do not spend fab on him. Yeah, I think like if you if you're in, if you're if you're in a deep league and you can get him, you know, for, especially for like a right-handed heavy lineup. And like, look, he faces Oakland again this week. Like, I think you can start him there because I don't. Oakland has sure. a lot of right-handed hitters. They're not gonna. They're not a team that's gonna do a lot of. But they still rip ass against him. Right. But yes. But I mean, like second they, time but, through would give me a little but bit. But the of end, right? But the end, the end result wasn't bad. Yes, it's going to be the second time through. But so maybe you get two sure. runs in six do, innings. Do you like but, playing? You know. Rush, do you like playing Russian <laughs> roulette? I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, we're going to end with a guy uh, that we just added late last night because uh, Chase Chase Silseth for the Los Angeles Angels. Gave us all um, the feels. Gave debuted, us all the feels. Debuted last night, um, and everybody was kind of all over, like, what a debut, what a debut. Uh, so we we decided, you know, we got to make sure we watch this start. <laughs> Another start against the Oakland Athletics. Jesus um, Christ. God help so, us. So we could talk about it. Um, Sammy, what did you think? Uh, very poised. You know, kid only gave up one hit in six innings. Uh and it looked really good. Again, um, you know, it, it is the A's, so I'm not going to get, you know, crazy excited, but the velocity was there. Uh, first inning, you know, hit 99 on the radar gun. Uh, again, I think that was the the man uh, testosterone kind of pumping because after that, he was at 95 most of the night. Um, but good, good change up. It's a, that, it's a splitter. Whatever the I, hell, yeah. It's a the broad- it's a ch- uh, this is what I wrote down. It's a chitter, yeah. Because it's like a change-up splitter. Because it it's sits a, like 86, 87. But- somebody comped it on Twitter. Somebody said it reminded them of Kevin Gossman, and I was like, I, I see that the in the movement of that pitch because Gossman throws that that splitter like that, yeah. which has that really sharp uh, down and away break too. Yeah. I think it, I think uh, yeah I called it I, I I named it so if you if anybody out there sees anybody use the a chitter a, a chitter you know you know let me know so I can connect collect my royalties I just want to yeah. 
throw it out there. Um, I thought the slider needs work um, from the sense that he was overthrowing it initially, and I get maybe super excited, but was bouncing a lot of them. So we really didn't, but it does have sharp break. Uh, I just don't think he knows where it's going half the time uh, and can't really, you know, put it where he wants. But I do think it could be a plus pitch moving forward. Um, you know, with work, it could be a plus pitch in time. Uh, love the tempo. You know, they mm-hmm. mentioned something on the broadcast that I thought was really interesting because the minor league, the in the minor leagues are using that pitch clock. Yeah. Where I think, what is it, like 14 seconds to get the ball out? Is that Something right? Something like that, yeah. Right. And this kid looked like a product of that because he, I would like, so on MLB TV, like you can, cl- one click is like a 10 second fast forward. And I realized, I noticed that for most of the other games I was watching, it took me two clicks to get them to, to the next pitch. So about <laughs> 20 seconds. Yeah. And he um, was like, oh, I missed the pitch. I would do two clicks with Silseth and I was like, holy, sh- holy crap. I got to go back because the pitch already happened. So yeah. he was moving really quick on the mound. Um, and they were talking about how this could be a pro he could be a product of that environment in the minor leagues with the pitch clock, a guy like these young kids might be coming up now, just getting the ball and zooming right down the plate. Um, yeah. I, I found that really interesting because we could see some tangible effects of what major league baseball is trying to do in the minors. Um, right. It was interesting, but and I, I, liked, like, I liked that. I liked that too. I liked his yeah. No, I liked his tempo. No, I, I, I'm not saying I didn't like the tempo. I just thought it was interesting that it yeah. was like it was like a created thing uh, from MLB's, um, you know, changes down the minors. Um, I, I like them. The only question is what happens here moving forward? What does the psychopath named Joe Madden decide to do with his rotation? Uh, if, if he goes out next time out and has another good start, um, for now, I mean, this kid hadn't pitched past double A, uh, right? So, you know, we've seen that kind of ascent before, but like, I think the guys that have come straight from double A and been amazing have been like, you know, top pedigree guys. I don't know where, uh, BA named still set the number 12 minor league in the Angels, so he's not even a top 10 prospect in their system at this point. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Eric? You tell me. I've been talking. I, about- I, I liked. First of all, the 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 chitter is a is a good pitch. Like I think I, I think it's a very good pitch. Um, <laughs> Even though it sounds disgusting, it does. And um, you know we've seen guys like Kevin Gossman, guys like Alex Cobb get by with a fastball and a and a splitter. Um, I think that the splitter is a really tough pitch in general to control. Um, it comes in, it can come and go from guys. Um, he had really good command of it. I liked it. Um, it was basically primarily two pitches. Um, I have just, I want, I don't want people to overreact to, oh, he only gave up one hit because he got, uh, there was a lot of contact and he, he got a lot of like, uh, double play balls. Um, and he got a lot of, or he got a lot of, um, good defensive plays, sorry. Um, from his, his defense, the first inning was a really good Tyler Wade into a shift, you know, like coming through the ball, uh, momentum, taking the other side, really nice play. He got a really nice play from, uh, Rendon to take away a bunt single from Pache, um, he got he just got really nice plays by his defense. At one point, uh, the A's had first and second with one out, 
and I forget who it was, hit a fly ball to left, and Elvis Andrews decided he wanted to tag up oh, yeah, from yeah, second a on a fly base, ball right. to left, and he got yeah. thrown at it third. So there were like some, there were some. This know, is why bad... watching the A's, this is why watching the A's makes you want to bash your brains in. Yeah, there were some bad plays by the A's and there were some good defensive plays by the Angels that I think helped to mitigate damage in what was, to me, I think a start where he likely gives up one or two runs um, if he's not getting that level of play, good play on defense and poor play. Yeah, but I don't think it was anything, I don't don't think it was anything outside the, outside of that, like, you know, you talk about the Wade, like, you know, shift, like the ball wasn't hit particularly hard, like, you know, that, to me is like that, you know, that's the way major league baseball is now. They shift, they they have the data to do that. Like that wasn't something that was out of, out of place for me. No, listen, I don't think there was nothing that was, that was fully out of place. I, um, I don't think I'm not, I'm not saying that. Um, But what I'm saying is like, I don't want people to see one hit and be like, Oh my God, this guy was dominant. Like he was good. Yeah, yeah, good. good. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's but not like he struck was... out twelve. It's not like he struck out twelve. He struck out right. what four or five guys. Like right. I mean, know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there there were there were not a ton of hard hit baseballs against him. I will say that. Like you know, there was a hundred and seven mile an hour ground out from Pache. Uh, there was a hundred and four mile an hour single from Elvis Andrews, um, and then most of the stuff was like you know, not hit super well. There were some low nineties line outs and ground outs. So no, he was not giving up a lot of hard contact. Uh, the fastball is a good pitch. The splitter is a, is a good pitch. Um, I, I would like to see that slider become yeah. more useful because I just think you, um, you give yourself not a lot of wiggle room when you are just fastball splitter. Um, yeah. so I'm intrigued. Um, I would, you know, I would potentially add him, uh, for I wouldn't spend a lot of fab, but I would potentially add him um, as like a bench stash to see what comes of this. You know, he was just drafted last year. He's only made yeah. eight minor league starts total. So, you know, there are going to be growing pains there, 100%. Um, you know, like Reed Detmers is a much higher touted prospect than him with a year more um, experience and up until, you know, that, that no hitter where he only struck out two um, in his last start, you know, he was rocking a low fives ERA and then had a really good start. He's shown flashes. I think yep. you're going to get that from Silseth that he stays in the rotation is like, there are going to be some good starts and then there's going to be some growing pains. He's yep. not in, a, he doesn't strike me as an overpowering guy where you're going to be like, oh I mean, he God. did have a 37.4% strikeout rate in 26 innings in the minors this year, only walked sure. 7% of batters. I mean, so. He does have the, you know, the the kind of stuff to, you know, get some swings and misses. Um, sure, which, which is why I'm saying he's a bench stash. I'm not saying yeah, ignore sure. it. I'm not saying yeah, ignore yeah. it. I'm saying I would listen, take a chance. Listen, don't but, make this don't make this combative. Right, it's not. Don't You're make right. this combative. You're right. Yeah, you know, we're um, here on a Saturday morning. You know, let, let's be let's be civil. We are civil. Right. Um, he's currently listed as just having a spot start but we know that the angels want to go to a six man rotation. They've been saying they want to use a six man rotation. Um, so I don't think it's crazy for him to, to maybe stick. Yeah. Um, Let's see what no. that, what that psychopath. Yeah. Joe Madden does. I mean, who knows, who knows what Joe Madden wants to do. God, he might, he might bring up some other, you know, he might keep that like a rotating well, spot for young guys. 
Well, they're bringing up another guy to start. Um, Jonathan Diaz is starting. What is he? This... Is he holding like open well, no, tryouts they... during the season? <laughs> no, but they've had a bunch what? of like they have like they have a double header today. So Diaz right, is coming up to sense. start. Diaz okay. is coming up to start one of the games of the double header. You know, but Diaz is another guy. He's on the forty man um, roster. You know, he um, is not a really highly touted prospect. You didn't them, put him on our list. But... Well, because he, um, you know, I we have no, we'll, we have, we have no, we'll data. see what happens. We we'll no see what happens today. Evidence. He's not, he's not as excited. You can't be throwing um, curveballs like this on a Saturday morning. So I'm going to, I ranked these guys. So I'm going to tell you my ranking. Yeah. Um, and then you let me know where you stand. Sure. Let's do number, that. Number like one it. for me is Kirby. Mm-hmm. Number two for me is Bradish. Number three for me is uh, Fido. Fido. Mm-hmm. Number four for me is Bruce Zimmerman. Uh, number five for me is Drew Rasmussen. Number six is where I'll put Silseth because I'm intrigued by the upside. Number seven is Dunning. Number eight is Winder. And then number nine is Kikuchi. Kikuchi. Hmm. Where do you sit? Interesting. Uh, I kind of agree with your top three. Okay, so that's and Kirby, Bradish, I like Fado. I like Fado because uh, I think he has more opportunity right now, uh, and I like the stuff. Um, but yeah, I like the first three. Where I differ is in the Zimmerman Rasmussen grouping. Mm-hmm. I would put. Yeah, this is uh interesting because I don't like any of these pitchers. <laughs> so it's like right. Uh, how, um, so you might you might put. I might go Zimmer. I, I might go. I might go Rasmussen over as much as I because like he is limiting. Like he he's not going to get. He's, he's steady Eddie, right? Like right. Zim, like and at least he has three pitches that I know um, can play, and he throws ninety six. So I, so I, I'll I take thought, that over Zimmerman. I like Zimmerman's slider and changeup, and I think he can. He has a longer leash in game, so he's more likely to go like six innings. Um, like which I don't, like, I don't know if he'll get you wins for Baltimore, but still, right. So I mean, if that if that's being equal, like sure. you know, you know, I would take the the guy that I know isn't going to kill me, okay, potentially kill me. Uh, so I'll take in game, uh, in fantasy. Um, I take Rasmussen over Zimmerman. Um, I'd probably take Dunning uh, over Zimmerman. Um, okay. and then it would be Zimmerman, Kikuchi. Uh, no, Zimmerman. Uh, Kikuchi Winder only because I don't know if uh, Winder is going to be in the rotation long. Like Kikuchi, sure. at least I know has a spot there and is not going anywhere. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think I think that maybe I I would. But depending you know on depending on what happens with Silset, right. if he I'm moving him up those way, and I'll probably put him after Fado, um, right after Fado, and put him ahead of Rasmussen of, of Rasmussen if he sticks. If he doesn't right. stick, he's last. I'm not, you know he's uh, above yeah. Winder, but. Uh, not too far uh, above him. And I agree with you. I think I'd put uh, Kikuchi over Winder too because of that, um, the yeah. legitimate spot in the rotation. And, you know, he, it's a control thing though. Yeah. yeah. No, All right. Sure. So we'll end uh, by just, I'm going to give you a matchup based on their matchups for this upcoming week. Would you start him or not? George Kirby against Boston. You yes. starting George Kirby. Yes. Okay. Anybody against Boston right now. Yes. Listen, they, they looked good the last couple of starts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
Kyle Bradish against the Yankees. Wait, it says Kyle Brad. Oh, versus New York and then at Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, with the way the Yankees are going right now, I'm going to say no. Yeah. I think you could use Kyle Bradish in weekly lineup leagues because he's got a two start. Um, and, but it's a tough two start, man. Did the you guys Yankees, see what the Yankees the, did to Dylan? The Yankees and amazing. the Rays. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, you know, Cease was making some really good pitches on the outside of the plate, like fastballs yeah. off the plate, and they were still hitting it for home runs. So, yeah. uh, no, no thanks. Uh, to be clear, that is in Baltimore, which makes me a little bit more confident than if it was in that band box of Yankee Stadium, but still. No, no. You um, say Kikuchi against Seattle. Uh, Seattle's surprisingly, their offense hasn't been that bad. It's been pretty good. It's been struggling lately, though. Um, I, I'd say you know. yes. I'd say yes. And and then Kikuchi against the Reds, you know, I would also say yes. Yeah, yeah. The Red, so Kikuchi is an interesting two-start pitcher uh, next week. I think there's, I mean, so, Cincinnati, there's some upside Cincinnati's there. starting to get it going. I mean, like offensively, yeah. they're putting up runs. I mean, if yeah, they, is it in Cincinnati? Um, let me check on that real quick. If it's quick. in Cincinnati, then th- that may be a, a strong – a maybe – not no, it's a, it's at home. It's at okay. Home. So uh, yeah, no, throw them up there twice. Yeah. Um, are you going with Fiedo against Tampa? No. See, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say no. Okay. I would I would use Fiedo in that. Let's part. highlight this one so we can okay. trash each we'll other see. and be like you're wrong and you're an idiot. Okay. Are you using Bruce Zimmerman no. against the Yankees for the no. third time this season? No way. Yeah, and I agree. I'm not using Zimmerman against the Yankees. It's the third time they've seen him. They had a really good start against him the second yep. time. But hopefully you have Bruce Zimmerman in your lineup for today uh, because I think he's going to do well against the Tigers. But he'll probably get blown up now that I said that. But yep. I think that that's uh, – Because that's, that's what happens start. to you. You put out content uh, and then you get shamed yes, for it. It's true. I'm not starting Dane Dunning against the Angels. Are you? <sighs> I wouldn't only because there's no point. So like I do this with T right. Like seriously, like what do you, what is the, the benefit of starting him against LA? He does. He's not going to get a ton of strikeouts, right? It's not a pitch that's going to get a ton of strikeouts. The team stinks. They're like the possibility for a win is very small. And the chance of him getting hit hard is, is there. So what am I gaining? I'm just wasting innings. Like, right. there's no there's no benefit to starting him in this matchup for me. Okay. Are you starting Drew Rasmussen against the Tigers? Ugh, yes. Yes. The Tigers are have, currently the, yeah, the worst it's only offense. It's the Tigers. Right. <laughs> sure. Right. And then are you starting Josh uh, Winder against the, the A's? Oh, God. Again? Dude, this yeah. guy is so lucky. <laughs> this guy's being fed. Uh, sure. Yeah, I agree too. I would start him against the A's because it's the A's. It's the A's. Um, and we yeah, don't not... know yet. We don't yet know about Silseth and what right. his next start looks like. Um, I will say that, at least according to Fangraphs, uh, the Twins are expected to get Bundy and Ober back at the end of next week, which means peace out, A's, Winder. It might be this A's start. Might be the yeah. you know the farewell. We'll take see this as a memento and take it down with you to the minors. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, we went a little longer than we thought because we kept talking about pitching and Sam and I like talking about pitching and we kept adding new pitchers. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go enjoy our Saturday. We hope everybody else goes and enjoys their Saturday. 
Uh, and hopefully this helps you with some of your fab claims uh, on Sunday. So enjoy your weekend from us here at the Catcher's Corner.